0: On this week's episode of A Dryer Dose of Disney, Jared talks about the Epcot Fine Art Festival. Welcome to this week's episode of A Dryer Dose of Disney. I'm your host, Jared Dryer, and today we are kicking off the first episode of a four-part series, Where we are going to be talking about my favorite theme park, which is Epcot. And we're going to be discussing the four different festivals that happen at Epcot throughout the year. And if you have not been to the four different festivals, they give you a reason to come back to Epcot and they are a ton of fun and they are all totally different. So we wanted to give our listeners the information about the different festivals so that you may be able to coordinate a little bit better when you want to go to the Orlando theme parks and maybe. If you're deciding between two different times of the year, this may sway you one way or another if there's something that stands out to you about the Epcot festivals, because they are a load of fun. But before we get going, I do want to ask wherever you're listening to us, or if you're watching us on YouTube, click that pause button and then go find the subscribe button. So that way you're going to get this content delivered into your inbox every single Tuesday And then if you find any tips or tricks that save you money or time or make your life at Disney or Universal a little bit better, you can support us over at Patreon and keep this podcast going. The link to that is down in the description below, and even $5 a month is significant for us at this podcast. So we do ask if there's any tips or tricks that saved you money, please go contribute to us over at Patreon. But today, when we dive into the festivals, each one of these episodes, we're going to talk about the different festivals, but we're going to cover some of the basics of all the festivals over at Epcot. To get us started, there are actually four festivals that happen throughout the year at Epcot. They are the Fine Art Festival, which is the one we're going to start out with today, followed by the Flower and Garden Festival, then the Food and Wine Festival, and then the Holiday Festival. And like I said at the top of the episode, these festivals are totally unique though the rides remain the same at Epcot. So when you go to Epcot and you're going to ride Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, or Ratatouille, or Soaring, those rides are all going to remain the same. But the food, the booths, the different things you can do around the park are what are going to change, and especially the decorations and even the shopping. So you definitely want to go check out the different festivals to see how they completely overhaul this park. And if you've not been to Epcot during the festivals, but you have been to a Disney park during like the Christmas holidays, I want you to think about it like that. When you go for Christmas or you go for Halloween, that they completely redo all the decorations and really change the look and the feel of the Disneyland or Disney World parks. Epcot is very much the same when it comes to the festivals. So they're going to change the look and the feel and all the different things that you can see throughout the parks. And in fact, what we really started to pick up on is between these four festivals, they are playing with your senses. So specifically, when you think about it, the Fine Art Festival is really a visual festival where you're going to see different pieces of art with your eyes and you're going to be able to get really involved from a visual standpoint. The second one, the Flower and Garden one, is going to play with your sense of smell. You're going to be smelling all kinds of different flowers and aromas throughout the park as you go through it. When you go to food and wine, of course, that's your taste. And then when you get to the holiday festival, they actually do a lot of storytelling. They do a lot of cool things that's going to play with you from an audio or a hearing standpoint. So they're really getting into four different senses through these four different festivals. And that's a really cool thing to think about, especially because Epcot is so geared towards science and geared towards the community of tomorrow that they're going to be playing with that. Now, these festivals do run most of the year. So if you've not looked at a calendar, pretty much any time throughout the year that you go to Epcot, you're probably going to be landing on one of the four festivals. Now, there are some downtimes, usually about seven to 10 days between the festivals, with the longest one being two weeks between the holiday and the fine art festival at the end of the year. Know that pretty much any time that you go, you're going to find yourself at a festival. But do also know that if you happen to go between festivals, the offerings that Epcot has is severely reduced. What I mean by that is when you go for a festival, you're going to have all the food booths, all the cool things to do throughout the park, all the different interactive exhibits and stuff like that. And when you go between festivals, which we actually did this year between the holiday and the fine art festival, there's less food to eat. Of course, your normal restaurants are all open, but all the stands are closed and it just feels totally different. It feels like less of a park than when you're there for a festival. So we definitely want to encourage you. You want to go during a festival just because you're going to see so many more things there. Now, with the festivals, people are always asking, what are the crowd levels? Obviously, since this is all year, the crowd levels are very consistent. We will say usually the first weekend and the last weekend of each festival are much busier than the others. And that's just because a lot of locals are trying to get there. Or at the beginning of the festival, you've got a lot of your bloggers and food people that are trying to go and do their vlogs and blogs, and they're going to report on it for that season so that their listeners can know what's going on because they do change them every single year. So what I mean by that is the Food and Wine Festival every single year is totally different. So you're not gonna get the same foods every single time. And in fact, that's something that's disappointed us because there are some foods that we've absolutely loved and we've not been able to find them again. But we'll talk about that more on the Food and Wine Festival. Now, each uh, festival has its own passport. And so this is a really cool thing. When you get to the park, you're able to get a passport, which is a booklet that will take you around the park and around the world. And it's going to tell you what all the booths have and where you can find all the cool interactive things throughout the park. Now, they're also going to have different stamps that you can get or stickers you can get based on maybe a different food item that they have prevalent throughout the park. So like uh, this last year with food and wine, it was cheese. And so they had different cheeses throughout the different world stations and different food items. And if you bought them, you could get a stamp or get a sticker towards those and you could fill out your passport just like you're going to be traveling around the world. So that's really cool. And then in addition to that, each festival also has a scavenger hunt that costs about $10, and you can get signed up to do the scavenger hunt and go around the park and find these things, and then you can turn it in for a small prize at the end of your day. So if you like that kind of thing, definitely go check that out online, and you can find out more information about the scavenger hunts. But today, we are going to start with the art festival. And this honestly is one of my two most favorite festivals. So out of the four, I do have two favorites. And the art one is definitely one of them. And that's just because I love Disney art. And I don't just love Disney. I love all the different franchises that Disney owns, including Star Wars, Marvel, all of that. So to be able to go see all this fine art that you could put up around your house or that you could take home with you is a really cool experience. And there are so many different booths throughout the entire park. With different artists and they highlight different selected ones throughout the park. It is really cool to even go find out a new artist, which we have actually done a lot of. And we get to meet some of these artists because many times they're on site greeting their fans or greeting the Disney resort guests and getting to know them and sharing some of the stories about their art, which is really cool as well, because how often do you get to meet the person who actually designed and did the painting that you're hanging up in your house? So that is a really cool thing. Now, when you go into the art festival, again, all the rides are the same. So all your major pavilions, so the Guardians one, the living with the land, living with the sea, the figment and all that, those are all going to be exactly the same. Over towards Test Track, between uh, Test Track and Mission Space. There are usually are some pavilions in that area just past the connection shop. So I definitely encourage you to go start there and go check those out, whether it's food and wine or art or whatnot. There's always uh, great things to find over there. But then as you get out there, it's usually going to be through the World Showcase. Now, when you're walking up the center area at the art festival, which is what I'm going to recommend you do, you're going to want to go up the center. So don't come in from the side over where Test Track is or where Figment is and cut through the brewery or anything. You're going to go right up the middle. The reason is they have chalk art that is happening out there on the pavement up in the middle. And this chalk art is phenomenal. Now, if Orlando, you know that it rains all the time. So this chalk art gets washed away constantly. So you always have new artists there every single day that are working on new chalk art designs. And not only are they really cool and really unique, but they even some of them do that 3D kind of effect where if you stand at a certain corner and you look at it. It looks like the ground's falling out or there's a character crawling up through the uh, pavement there, which is really cool as well. So you want to go check out the chalk artists and just watch them work for a little bit. That's a lot of fun. But in addition to that, in that area, they usually have the interactive areas of art where you can go and contribute to a mosaic where you get a number and you're going to get a little bit of paint and you're going to go color all the squares that you find with your number. And though the painting, the mosaic that is being created may have a lot of the same colors, your little cup of paint, your number may only be up there five times. And so you're going to go fill those in as you walk down the mosaic and look for those opportunities. But it's a way then for the guests to become interactive with the art festival and create pieces of art. And these mosaics are really large, they're really long, and they change them out really frequently. So you can always see pictures of previous mosaics that have been up there, as well as the ones that are being worked on as you're there in the park. And it's just cool to see them formulate throughout the day. So there's been times we've gone early in the day, and the mosaic is is mostly white, and it's got a couple squares getting filled in because people just started. And by the end of the day, you can walk by and it's almost completely done. And that's a lot of fun to be interactive and part of that. Now, of course, you also have a lot of different interactions that you can do throughout the park, including uh, you can do uh, sketching. They do the animation sketching like they do over at California Adventure in Anaheim, but here again in Orlando. You can go do the animated sketching classes, which is really cool as well. And then obviously, as you go through the pavilions at each of the world locations, you're going to find usually four or five tents at every single one that have a different artist's work in there. And they've got all their art hung up in there. And then of course you can buy it, which is really cool. But what we have seen is some really great quality Disney art. In fact, we have bought some Disney art. And what I wanna do is I wanna tell our listeners about some of the artists that we have found there that we absolutely love. And I encourage you guys, go online, go check them out because they've got some really cool art that you can bring home with you. And in fact, we've got multiple paintings at our home here in Denver, as well as our condo in Orlando. And it's, that's why I love it, is I'm a big art fan, especially with Disney art, and these artists are amazing. So first, row, the Gates, one of my all-time favorites, I've got two of her paintings, is Heather Edwards. If you've not seen Heather Edwards, she does Disney uh, really in a realistic type style. So basically, instead of being a cartoon type princess, she draws them what they would look like in real life. And she's got a few paintings that I absolutely love. My favorite one, you can't see on this video, but it's just a few feet away from me hanging up here in my office. And it is uh, Baby Mine, which is Dumbo, outside of the cart where his mother is being held as a mad elephant. I absolutely love that one. In our daughter's room, we hung up Frozen Painting, which is Anna and Elsa as kids playing with Olaf, and it's called Never Let It Go. And uh, they're young girls, which is a great one. Our friends have the Ohana means family painting with stitch in it, which is an awesome one. But there are some really cool paintings by Heather Edwards. So I encourage you go check those out. And when you find the uh, Beauty and the Beast one, I want you to look for all the hidden things in there. Beast is hidden in that painting, which is really cool. He's tough to find. I thought because I didn't notice him at first. Somebody else pointed it out to me. But Heather does a really good job with a lot of the different fine art pieces that are out there. And she's got quite a few. So definitely you're going to want to check out Heather Edwards. My second one is Chris Clark. I absolutely love Chris Clark. He does a lot of Star Wars art. In fact, I've got some of them in my basement, including the Hyperspace, which is the Millennium Falcon flying through Hyperspace. And he's got all kinds of new art coming out all the time, mostly due to the Mandalorian and the new Star Wars movies. And Chris Clark is great because he was part of a gallery here in Denver. So I got to go see his artwork here in Denver, but he's got a full stand out there at the Epcot Fine Arts Festival with all the Star Wars art. And it's amazing. So we absolutely love Chris Clark. Like I said, multiple items in our basement here because we decorated it all Star Wars down there. Of course, if you like Thomas Kincaid, we love Kincaid. I've got a Kincaid in our living room above our fireplace of the Cinderella's Castle at Disney World with the fireworks. And this is the one Prior to the 50th anniversary, this is about a 10-year-old painting, and it's an awesome one. It's really nostalgic for me, and it shows Main Street with family and all that kind of stuff, and I absolutely love it. There are dozens and dozens of Kincaid paintings, and of course, they have multiple stands at the Epcot Fine Art Festival. We uh, met a new artist this year that we had not met before, and his name is Joseph Yakovetic. and Joseph is fantastic, and we actually purchased uh, one of his paintings called a Good Old Bert, and it is a painting from uh, Mary Poppins, and he's got it in a two-part series. He has got a lot of cool different Disney park paintings as well as different Disney movie paintings. And like I said, we met him in person, which was a really cool experience I to talk to him about the paintings that he's done. And we hung that one up in our condo in Orlando. My wife loves Mary Poppins, and it just fit the style of the condo, especially the color scheme there. So that's a favorite. And then this year, we got a chance to see for the first time Greg McCullough, and we bought his painting called uh, Dream It, Do It, which is, if you've not uh, seen it, I encourage you go look it up. It is this large, I, I would call it an oak tree with uh, a lot of fall colored leaves on it. And it's in front of the four different pillars of the Disney parks in Orlando. But aside from the Disney parks in Orlando, the tree has hidden Disney figures in it. So whether they're in the leaves or they're in the background, There are tons of hidden Mickeys and hidden Disney characters in the painting, and it's a really cool one to just go sit there and stare at for a while and try to find all the different characters. When we saw it, we absolutely loved the tree and the way that it looked and all the Disney that was tied to it. And then when we found out that it had all of the hidden characters in there, we knew we had to get it. And that one is hanging up in our condo as well. So for those that come to stay at our condo, you get a chance to see that painting in person. But we encourage you, go look up these artists. They're all great. There are, of course, hundreds more that are on site at the Epcot Fine Arts Festival that I don't have the time to talk about today. And they do everything from paintings of park rides, which I love. I love to see things on Pirates of the Caribbean, the Haunted Mansion, or the different rides that I grew up with, all the way to the different Disney movies and to, like I said, Star Wars and Marvel and all of that fun stuff. Then, of course, no festival would be complete without all the cool food and drinks. And they've got that in abundance throughout the park. Now, with the Fine Art Festival, they do it a little bit different. So uh, we'll talk about the other festivals when we get on those episodes there and how they do their food differently. But for this one, they do really cool things with how the food looks visually. Again, uh, this is a play on your senses. The four different festivals, I really do think that they do play specifically to each of the four senses that we discussed earlier in the episode. And this one's all visual. So you're going to get a lot of different things that look like maybe a painter's palette. One of our favorite things this last time was we got uh, what was called a deconstructed BLT, which had some pork belly on it. It had a poached egg, but it was deconstructed. So they were all served individually across the plate with sauces for each one. And it was really visually different. And it was a really great way to enjoy this BLT deconstructed that way which was done purposely to be artful versus some of the other festivals where it's just going to be, you're going to get your bowl of food and you're going to take it. These look very differently and it's really cool to see. As you get that passport and you look through, you can see some pictures from some of the sites. That's always a good indication of what you're going to be getting. But we encourage you go to each food stand, go check it out because we will walk by food stands and sometimes we look at it and we say, "Uh, that's not really our taste. We don't want to try it. Sometimes we look at something and say, hey, that one sounds great. We're definitely going to get that, especially if it's a lobster roll or something like that, which is our favorite food we've ever found. And that was during a festival at Epcot. But sometimes we find something, we look at it and we say, huh, I've never had that. And why not? Let's go try it. So for example, this last time we tried two different meals. One was wild boar and one was a duck. And I'd never had duck meat before. And it was great. It was actually really good. Our daughter got a chance to try it as well, and she enjoyed it as well. And she's pretty picky with what she eats. So we like to get uh, through the World Showcase and try different foods as we walk through there at each festival and just learn different types of cooking styles and different types of cuisine. Uh, So the food and the beverages are awesome throughout the park at any of the festivals, but especially at the art festival. And then each festival has something unique that happens at the American Gardens Theater. Which is the theater in the back of the park over by the American history 1776 land over there. And that's the one that's on the waterfront, obviously facing towards the American history land. And they always have something every single day over there. And during the fine art festival, what they have at the American gardens theater is they do the Disney Broadway concert series. So they do excerpts from different Disney Broadway shows. And if you've never seen a Disney Broadway show, they are fantastic. So this was a great way to get a taste of it and get a chance to see it. So lots of fun. The Fine Arts Festival is amazing. It's a great time to go. Now, here's your challenge with the Fine Arts Festival. It starts usually the second week of January, and it runs through the end of February. So you usually get about five or six weeks of the Fine Arts Festival. It is the shortest festival all year. It's pretty close to the holiday festival, which is also about six weeks long but this is the shortest one all year. It's at the beginning of the year from January through February, and it's at a time of the year where a lot of kids are in school. So it's tough to get there during this time of the year. So if you like fine art, I will encourage you by all means, if you can get your kids out of school for a day or a weekend or just fly out on a Friday, hit it on a Saturday and come back home, you're not going to regret it. You're going to absolutely love the Fine Art Festival. Like I said, it's my favorite festival just because I love the art. I love food. And so that's the other one that I I love as well. But it's amazing. It's such a great time. And we spent all day walking the park, looking at every single piece of art and really taking our time through the park. And we also did all the rides and did all the food. So that was a full day. So it was a ton of fun. Now, with that, I do want to talk to you today about our I can do this all day tip of the day. And that is if you buy art. So if you find something that you absolutely love, you, of course, are allowed to buy it. In many cases, you can take it home with you if you want to right then, especially if it's a smaller piece, that's really easy to do and just carry it with you and they'll get it in a box for you and, and they'll get you little carry straps and stuff like that, which we have done. But if you want to, you can also have it shipped home, which is really nice. And that's what we did with the larger painting that we bought, the Dream It Do It painting. We had that one shipped back to our home here in Denver that so that we could take it with us back out to Orlando when we drive out there each year just to make it easier so we didn't have to travel with it. So that was a really nice convenience with buying the painting there. But in addition to that, if the artist is on site or if they're coming on site, you can usually get the art signed, meaning that obviously a lot of these paintings are reprints and they may be stretched canvas over a frame or something like that. They may not have an official artist's signature on it with the certificate of authenticity and all that. The artist then, if if they're there, they're happy to sign it for you right there on the spot. If they will be there in a few days, which is what happened with us on the Dream It Do It, we knew that Greg was coming later in the week. We told him, hold the painting, have Greg sign it because that's totally free to have him do it and then ship it. And so it took us about two weeks to get that painting back to Denver, but it was totally worth it because now we have a signed painting of Dream It Do It that's going to be hanging up in our condo. So that's a quick little tip that you can get those paintings signed and you can take them with you as well as you wanted to. So there's a lot of different options when you're out there, but we encourage you go shop, go check out the paintings and find something that you can hang up in your house. With that, we hope that you have a magical week planning your next vacation. If it's for the Fine Art Festival or one of our other festivals, tune in next week as we're going to be talking about the Flower and Garden Festival and all the cool highlights of that one. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.